It's Boxing Day 2020. Kate Lawler and the Handsome here with episode 13, the Christmas Q&A. Merry Christmas! Would have been nice to have had a little Christmas sound effect, wouldn't it? Such well, a shame. I mean, we're doing this a day late. I think throwing in sound effects is a... You're head of sound effects. I am, that's true. You know, I, I prep, I plan... <laughs> <laughs> what an emotional rollercoaster the past week or so has been. We thought we had COVID. Turns out we didn't. All because I went to Kent to see my friends for our annual BFCNO. BFCNO. You know what that means. I've told you before. Big fat Christmas night out. <sighs> of course I know. Of course I can remember everything you said. You should remember everything I ever told you. Well. What's my shoe size? Five. Wrong. Six. You bought me slippers <laughs> for Christmas. It's a six. <laughs> What's my bra size when I'm not pregnant? Oh, I've got no idea. No idea. No idea. Dress size. Eight? Correct. What's my date of birth? The 11th of the 1st, 1987. There we go. Carry on. She's got that wrong. Carry on. (laughs) Carry on with the podcast. 11th of the 1st, 1986. Just carry on. 85. You'll pay for it later. 84. I'm not even going to tell you when you're right, so. Carry on with your little script. I know your date of birth. You don't. The 11th of the 1st, 1984. Carry on. Am I right? Carry on. Am I right? I'm not telling you. You don't deserve the truth. Am I right? One of the questions here, do you guys argue ever? Just tell me what year you were born in. No. Why not? Because now it's a matter of It's 1984. I know it is. Okay, fine. If you know it is, then it's fine. Give me your passport now. (laughs) We're not going to continue until you tell me your date of birth. Do you know what? I have no idea what that is because we haven't been on holiday for over a year. So (laughs) that could be anywhere. Could be any. Someone out there is probably travelling on my passport. Give me your driving license now. It's in your wallet over there. I've got your wallet. Just stop. I've got his wallet. (laughs) I've got his wallet. Here we go. Get in. 1984. I knew it. Well, now everyone knows what to answer when they try and log in with my emails. So that's great. So yeah, you went on a big fat COVID night out with your big girls. fat Christmas night out. Oh no, well it was a big fat COVID night out, wasn't it? In the end, yeah. Unfortunately for some of them, it was. So this year, my besties and I had uh, lunch in a beer garden of a pub, COVID compliant, of course. Um, well, not that compliant. We were, <laughs> we were sat outside. We were sat outside. Yeah. There were heaters. There were blankets keeping us warm. Because I'm pregnant, I only went for the lunch. Yeah. The rest of the girls went on to another venue. Which wasn't so COVID compliant. Perhaps not, perhaps not, but I wasn't there, right? No. I came home later that night. One of my mates started to feel poorly. Tuesday, she did the COVID test, came back positive two days later. My test and trace app alerted me that I'd have to self-isolate until December 23rd. And subsequently, three more girls who I was at the lunch with tested positive for COVID that week. I mean, you have no idea what it's like to keep her in the house. She couldn't even leave the house. So one, I had to do all the... All the chores outside, all the dog walking, which is fine. I wanted to walk the dogs. You're behaving like I didn't want to. No, no, I know you wanted to. But what happened was, is when you stayed in, you actually just stopped doing everything else. I went feral. So just didn't even shower. Stopped showering. Brushing uh, my teeth. Stopped doing that. You stopped cleaning up. And that's the deal. (laughs) Like, I cook, you clean. And suddenly the deal became very lopsided. And then I realised this is what it's going to be like (laughs) in the first few weeks. So I've hired a team of nannies to help us. Sure. Anyway, your big fat COVID night out. (laughs) So... Luckily, my weekly COVID test for the TV show we're filming came back negative at the end of the week where all the other girls had tested positive. Yeah. So panic over. Yeah, well, I was feeling ill, do you remember? You were thinking you were feeling ill. I was like, I don't feel right. He was convinced I was asymptomatic and that I'd given him COVID. I was thinking, something's not right here. (laughs) Do you know what? Went for a test. 
Absolutely fine. Amateur dramatics. And then yeah. you suddenly felt normal and you stopped having afternoon naps complaining that you had a headache. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? On the subject of Corona, though, it is looking increasingly likely that we're going to be in tier four when Nutschke arrives in the middle of February, which yeah. is a bit of a bummer because, I mean, when you and I started trying back in May, I don't think either of us thought we'd be having a baby in lockdown. I remember thinking there's no way they'll stop people getting together for Christmas because I just thought no one will do it. I know. Everyone will just ignore it. But I think everyone's been good as far as I know. We've been very sensible over Christmas. We yeah. only had your sister over for dinner because she's part of our bubble. And I'd like to thank you for doing a vegetarian pie for me as well. Oof. Chestnuts in and everything. So That's festive. Good one. That's good one. Um, and also, I've always wanted to walk the dogs on Hampstead Heath on Christmas Day. So yeah, there were perks. So did everyone else. <laughs> it was really busy. It was around. <laughs> thank you for my slippers, by the way. Uh, thank you for my slippers. Bodge and I decided not to buy each other presents this year. Instead, we bought a house earlier in the year and we've just spent all our money on doing it up. And so I was just like, do you know what, mate? Mate. Do you know what, pal? Do you know what, bud? <laughs> Bruv. Do you know what, cuz? Let's just not buy each other presents because I've got everything I could ever wish for right here. It's not necessarily accurate to say we didn't buy each other presents because we, we bought each other the really functional presents. Like slippers. Yeah. And we haven't even opened the other ones yet, but we're going to do that after. I'm not even going to wrap them. Anyway, this week's... <laughs> This week's episode is our Christmas Q&A, where we take your questions and we answer them, because that's how a Q&A works. It is, isn't it? Thanks to each and every one of you who emailed a question to maybebabycast at gmail.com or sent in one via Insta stories when we asked earlier today. The first question, please. Okay. What are you most excited about at becoming parents and most freaked out by? That's Becky P, mummy of Eddie, who's 18 months. Hi, Becky P. I am most excited about introducing the dogs to Nutschke. I know that might sound silly to some people. Like, I'm more excited about the dogs meeting Nutschke than my parents. <laughs> I am. I'm genuinely excited. I can't look further into the future than that. I wouldn't say I'm freaked out by anything. I'm more concerned about feeling hopeless as we don't know what we're doing. So I'm, I'm nervous about, you know, the day we get home and just not knowing what to do with the baby. We've got time. We're still We've got time. Learn. We've got eight weeks, mate. Yeah. I'm excited about a few things. Um, the first time she wraps her little hand around my finger. That's going to be gone, isn't it? And then the first time she focuses, you know, and she just, you know, she smiles, she sees you. First word, which I hope is not sales. <laughs> Because it's too early. It's too early for that to be the first word. I'm going to make it my mission now to teach her the word sales. Oh, God, please don't. Leads. Dada, dada, revenue, <laughs> revenue. Um, what scares me isn't so much now, but when she gets older. So teenage tantrums, you know, and they're really just like, I hate you. And you're just like, mm, why? Why are you doing it? I think those difficult questions... We'll have those life dilemmas when she's like, can I do this? And you think, I did that and I had a great time, but I'm going to tell you not to do it. The first time she ever tells me she's going away on a girl's holiday, I will be <laughs> shitting my pants. Because <laughs> I know what happened on mine. Oh, yeah. Next question. Hi, both. Wondering if you still have doubts about having a baby. I'm currently trying to get pregnant. Unsure if it's the correct thing after being in the undecided camp for a long time. I'm 40 next year, so time is of the essence. Do you think it's normal to still be unsure about the whole thing, even though now we're actually trying to get pregnant? Mm. Thank you so much from Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Okay, not once have I had doubts about whether or not I want the baby since we found out I was pregnant. And I was in the undecided camp for so many years. And even when we started trying, there was part of me that thought, do you know what? Another year would have been nice. <laughs> Another yeah. year would have been nice. And this is the hardest part of being a woman. We are restricted by time, by our age, our eggs. Here's what I will say. There are parents out there who always wanted to be parents and 
they're not enjoying it as much as they thought they would. So you just never know. Just have really low expectations and you'll be fine. <laughs> That's my approach to life. I'm not Jackie joking. from Essex has been on. Do you ever go to bed on an argument? I'd say 99% of the time we don't go to bed in an argument because I don't like dwelling on an argument. It makes me feel bad. I'm a bit soft like that. This was something I found out about you very quickly into our relationship seven and a half years ago, that Bodge did not like to go to bed in an argument. And the last time we did go to bed in an argument was shortly before we moved out of our flat. Yeah. And you went and slept downstairs. Prat! Well, well the thing is that 99% of the time, there is also the 1% of the time when it's just easier <laughs> because <laughs> you, you're you so stubborn that rather than lie next to you whilst you're seething, I can feel you, I can feel just the heat the seething anger coming off you i'm just like let's just go downstairs and have a nice sleep but you didn't have a nice sleep did you you slept on that awful spare mattress thing we've got yeah i don't often storm off that's you you did it about three or four times and i think you always thought i was going to come after you and try and get you upstairs i I was like sweet see you later mate (laughs) i think you realized after having a bad sleep three or four times you're like this isn't working out for me Let's make up before going to bed, because otherwise neither of us are going to have a a sore neck. Uh, This question is from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. It says, your podcast has changed my mind. I'm now eight weeks pregnant. Shush, it's a secret. Spent my whole life worrying about giving birth. Never heard a pregnant person say they feel the same way as I do before. So I looked at the Birthrights website after listening to your podcast every week and decided I could do it if I was guaranteed a C-section. Have you had any judgmental people slash family asking you to go into detail about why you're getting a C-section with no previous bad experience to go on? I'm very lucky. Is that one for me, that question? (laughs) All my family and most of my friends knew my fears of childbirth from the off. So they presumed that I'd be having an abdominal birth anyway. And one of my friends said early on, oh, you'll change your mind. I wanted a C-section with my second. But as I got closer to the due date, uh, I decided out the pansy it was again. Not one person I know, though, or any of my Instagram fam have been judgmental, which has been so lovely. The support I have had for me to have the choice and the birth I want has been 100% positive, And I am so grateful for that. I think the pressure on women now to push a baby out with no help at all is even worse than doing what I'm doing. No, there's the kind of moral high ground that people take where it's like, no, no drugs and no anything. And I'm just going to sit in a, in the woods and just like do it all myself. And actually that's, that's mad. Sorry, it is mad. <laughs> on the whole, some people can do it, but on the whole, that's not for everyone, right? And we have the science is there, the medicine is there, the capability to have an abdominal birth. See, I'm getting better. I'm saying it now. Thank you. We can do it. So why force people to have you know, birth in any other way that doesn't make them feel comfortable. Thank so, you. Yeah, I'm on your side. Slight different angle on the next question. Do you go number two in front of each other? Thank you, Laura Sate. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, I, I don't think I've it's ever. not true. I have never gone for a poop in front of you. It's absolutely not Maybe true. Maybe once when I was desperate. Okay. What are, you, what are you laughing for? It's not true. What? Right, on holiday. What about on holiday? On holiday, there's one toilet. I mean, I've definitely done it in front of you. I don't even like trumping in front of my boyfriend. And yet you do it so much at the moment. At the moment, you can't do me for it. I'm pregnant. It's the baby's fault. She's pushing down on my anus. I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious because I look at you and you look so upset and uncomfortable. And that brings me a lot of joy. If you could have any celebrity to babysit when you went on a date night, who would it be and why, says Phil in Tamworth? Jacob Rees-Mogg. He seems like the cuddly type. He looks like he would pick up our baby and really. 
engage with it. No, no. thank you. Not for no. me. I think we'll go with one of our previous guests, Alison Hammond. How funny that you've said that. I think Alison, you know, would come back, Nuchki would be all like red faced because <laughs> she's been just laughing so much because Alison is just like a jovial character. I was going to say Alison too. How funny that we both thought of her. Or perhaps Super Nanny. She knows what she's doing. Whatever happened to Super Nanny? I used to love that show. It really confirmed to me why I didn't want children as well, because they were always little fuckers, weren't they? They were the worst behaved kids. Didn't she invent like the naughty step the naughty or time step. out or something? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bax1225 on Instagram says, Kate, are you worried about having um, to have some time off exercising post-birth? <laughs> you haven't done any exercise for months. <laughs> I haven't exercised or been to the gym since I found out I was pregnant. Actually, the last time I exercised was when we went to Porlock with Claire and Matt, our friends, yep. in the middle of August. Yeah. And I am really not bothered about exercising after I give birth. One, because I'm having an abdominal birth, I won't be able to do any exercise for six weeks anyway, so I'll be taking or minimum, it minimum, right? But I tell you what I am looking for. I am looking forward to getting my body back in shape. Yeah. I'm looking forward to kind of slowly but surely returning hopefully, to the body that I had before I had the baby. And if I don't, so be it. It doesn't matter. You are you are struggling with how big you are getting at the moment, but not in the way that it's upsetting you from a kind of visual point of view. It's no. just physically... So I can't put socks on or pyjamas. <laughs> it's stopping you doing things. Because you're so active, you're not used to being tired or not being able to bend down to pick stuff up. She's getting big. She's getting big on the scale, isn't she, old Hannah asks, what breed is your dog, Shirley? She's a mega mix. Quarter Yorkshire Terrier, a quarter Staffordshire Bull Terrier, a quarter Chihuahua and a quarter Sight Hound, which means she could be either Lurcher or Whippet or Greyhound. There was definitely some funky experiments in the dog sex department when it came to Shirley. <laughs> we did DNA, official DNA as well, where we didn't have to send the photo, just a swab of the inside of her mouth. Put it this way, if she was an EastEnders, everyone would have been her parents. <laughs> You're not my real mum! Yes, I am! <laughs> Quite a few people have asked how we met, including Kate Langer's. We met at the Kerrang Awards. Yeah. I used to work for Kerrang Radio. Bodge used to work for the magazines. We went to the Kerrang Awards. He made a beeline for me. I did. We were both absolutely shit-faced we on, um, what's that stuff they put on the table? Oh, Jägermeister. And the rest is history. The rest is forgotten. <laughs> Gabriella, is your baby going to be raised with any Judaism? So I'm, I mean, I don't know if people know, but I'm Jewish uh, by my background. My mum's Jewish. I'm not religious in any way whatsoever, but I do love my heritage I love having family all over the world and different cultures that are all mixed together. So I would want Nuchki to know that she's from Jewish heritage. And even though technically she won't be Jewish because it comes from your mother's side, I want to make sure she understands about her roots, you know, gets to know the family over there, make sure she visits Israel because we, we also love it there. Yeah. And she'll be about 30% Jewish when she's mixed, me and you mixed up. I think about 30%. I so love that. It's quite a big chunk. You should, you know, own that. This question has been asked by so many of you, uh, including Bex. Do you think you'll have any more babies? No. Genuinely hand on heart think this is it. I think the problem is, is uh, of our friends who have two, there is kind of polite panic in their eyes every time we see them because especially in lockdown, it's been really, really hard without schools, without kids clubs, without all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... You know, not that that should influence our decision on something that will be for the rest of our lives. But I think Kate is, it was hard enough to sell her into one. I don't think I'm going to get her over the line with two. <laughs> I don't think I have the sales skills. <laughs> I've got one. One will do. If you if you did manage to persuade me, I mean, top salesmanship then. Top. I would, that would be the best quarter of all time. <laughs> Tracy asks, do you miss your old flat? 
We miss the people. We miss the people. We miss living next to an amazing park. I tell you what we don't miss, the bell ending flat too. <laughs> Who he was such a prick. What a prick. Such a vibe slayer. Yeah. Hello, Poppy Mole Morgan. She says, How close are you to finishing the house? Will it be all done for the baby's arrival? I'd say we're about 80% there. Yeah. But due to COVID tier four restrictions, we've had to kind of stop any further works being done. And they were all kind of like little finishing bits and bobs. And we are still waiting for furniture. The bathroom is the main cause for concern. Oh, yeah, I'm a bit worried about that. We are meant to be getting the bathroom done at the end of January. And the baby's coming in the second week of February. So whether it will be finished or not. Squeaky bum time. Can we have a tour of your house, please? Asks Kat. Yes, when it's done. We'll just take you around with microphones. I think she means on Insta Stories. (laughs) stories. Well, this is the podcast. So (laughs) so don't ask the question here, okay? She didn't. She asked it on Insta Stories. Wow. All right? Mm. You can have a tour of the house. We're going to be doing a proper tour once it's all finished. Promise. Um, Amy, with you both working full time, how do you balance giving Shirley and Baxter enough attention? Well, we're lucky because our hours are not really long. Neither of us leave the house at 8am and don't get home till 6 or 7. Technically, I work all hours of the day and that should be noted from my employer. (laughs) Um, I got Baxter 10 years ago when I was working in radio then and I knew that I would only ever be out the house for about four hours maximum, which is why I got a dog. Had I had a job where it meant leaving the house at eight o'clock in the morning and not coming back at six, I would never have got a dog. The thing is, really, they don't need that much attention dogs. You need to walk them once or twice a day if you have a garden, you know, let them out, play with them a bit, feed them. The rest of the time, they just sleep. They do, as long as they get walked, as long as they get walked. That's why I think it's really good that Germany have now made it the law that you walk your dog for at least an hour a day. That's two legal things I know about Germany. So you have to walk them an hour a day and you can't call your kids Stompy. (laughs) So, there you go. I love that you remembered that. Yeah. Claudia, what things did you like from how your parents raised you and would want to repeat in raising little Nutschke? I love this question. What's a great question. I love that. Um, I think from my mum's side, she pushed me quite a lot. And I was quite a belligerent little kid. I didn't want to work. I wasn't naturally kind of dynamic. If I didn't enjoy something, I didn't want to do it. Right. So, lazy... Probably she would call me lazy. So she pushed me and she had to push me really hard to practice, to study, to do my homework, to do everything. And I think without that, I would have been in a in pretty bad way. So I think I want to bring that ethic to Nutschke, mm-hmm. but I've got no idea if she'll want to do it either. So, you know, I saw my mum as the bad guy quite a lot of the time. But not anymore. Not anymore. She's great. That's what happens when you grow up. Yeah. I just love how much of a family unit we were and it just always felt like there was so much fun. We didn't have all the money in the world and we didn't go on expensive holidays, but we always had fun no matter what we were doing. And my dad always pushed me into, instead of pushing me like your mum pushed you, he always just told me that you should always just do what you enjoy and it doesn't matter how much you earn. It doesn't matter if you're super successful as long as you enjoy doing what you do every day. Also, we both come from families who, you know, we both played a lot of sport. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll definitely take that through. You want her to become a tennis player? I'd love Nutschke to become a tennis player. I'd love to be like Andy Murray's mum, just watching in the sidelines at Wimbledon <laughs> eating strawberries and cream. <laughs> I, see, I'm a footy man, so... By the time she's 10, I want to be down the park, pinging balls back and forth. Karen Smith says, have you set a wedding date? Uh, Karen, have you got the vaccine for COVID yet? (laughs) Karen, what we can tell you is that we are no longer getting married in 2021, which was originally postponed from June 2020, has now been pushed back even further to June 2059. (laughs) To June 2022. 
Yeah, we um, we haven't let everyone know yet. So, Karen, if you are coming to our wedding, this is the official Mum, <laughs> Dad, notice. this is the official note to anybody who's been invited to the wedding. It's now in 2022. Um, first holiday as a three, asks Sam Corkwell, where would you go? No restrictions. We kind of have it planned, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're off to France. We're going on a little French road trip with Nutschke and the dogs. Well, we did it before and we were meant to do it last uh, this year. And obviously we couldn't because of COVID. So we pushed our Eurotunnel tickets back. And actually, when you look at it, we can take the dogs. We don't have to fly. Because, you know, you're flying with a baby. Everyone gets annoyed at you, don't they? Yes. The baby's going to cry. I'm bad enough on a plane, let alone me, oh me and God. a baby. Imagine, no. you'd have a nervous breakdown. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> She's... Also, we just love going away with the dogs. France was one of my favourite holidays. Oh. And maybe we're mad taking the dogs and a newborn away. Tell us if we are. But you know what? It's happening. We'll let you know how it goes. There you go. Jane Turnbull, 89. Hi, Jane. Will you hire a night nanny? We haven't really locked that one in, have we? Your mum has offered to come over once a week and be night nanny while we have a good night's sleep, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, A few of my friends have had night nannies and said it's saved their relationship. I know one (laughs) mum, quite a new mum, who had a night nanny and... Literally, she lasted one night and in the morning she just felt really uncomfortable and said, I'm so sorry, but this isn't going to work for me. I just, the idea of you being in another room with my child feeding her, I want to be that person who does it. So thank you, but no thank you. What do you think we'll do? If I'm honest, the idea of a night nanny sounds like heaven, but I don't know if I'd like it. I share those concerns with my friend. The idea of you and I being in bed, me hearing little Nitschke crying and then knowing that she's being comforted and fed by somebody else. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I do want a good night's sleep and I don't want us to be ratty with each other. Hello, Baxter. What do you think about night nannying? Baxter, maybe you can finally take a job. Baxter, do you fancy being a night nanny? (laughs) Finally gets a job at the age of 80. Do you know what? The jury's out on that. I think we take your mum up on her um, I mean, we'll definitely do mum because we trust, not not that we wouldn't trust anyone else, but we know mum, so that's fine. Uh, Would we have someone else? I personally would like to, but I can see you having a meltdown really because you just you you get a bee in your body i like about being in control don't i yes you do here's a question do you like being in control <laughs> that's from uh, martin in north london <laughs> and do you think you could stop <laughs> lisa perry asks who's more messy slash tidy that's an easy question to answer <laughs> he lives like a pig in a pigsty and i like to keep the house tidy she does, but she has this thing where she tidies things away and then I never find them again. We're currently recording a podcast in a kitchen where he's made bread and he still hasn't put the salt, the sugar and the flour away, even though the bread's been baked for about an hour. I'm so sorry for delivering freshly baked bread for you, <laughs> for your sandwich this evening. I am such a prick. <laughs> Just uh, send me to prison now. What? <laughs> Nowadays, you get sent to prison just for making bread for your pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. What, nowadays? These days. These days. You get chucked into prison. What do you, what, just for... I'm sorry, I really do appreciate you making me bread. Do Put you? Put the fucking salt away! <laughs> so yeah, that, that should answer your question. Lots of people asking what the baby's name is, including Lisa and Nicola. We named her ages ago, but we're keeping it a secret, so I'm sorry. You're not going to find out until she's born. Georgie says... How are you planning on introducing the poop nugget to Baxter and Shirley? In a wrestling ring full of treats. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put Nitschke down on the floor and just throw loads of gravy bones over. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously not, if anyone's listening from the authorities. Do you know, I put a post up about a week or two ago, I think, and we had Jim Atkinson on the podcast as well, talking about this. So there's been loads of good advice. I think the strategy is going to be, Kate goes in, has the baby, 
She has to stay in for the night with the baby. So we're going to have something that the baby's wrapped up in, a muslin. Oh. We've got our friends babysitting our dogs. So I'll pick the dogs up, bring them home, and I'll just, I don't know, rub it on their faces. <laughs> I'll just, I'll make sure they're near it. I'll make sure they can smell it. Just rub a shitty nappy in their faces. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Shirley would probably eat that anyway. <laughs> And then the next day, I will go and pick Kate up and bring her back. And then this is going to be a bit elaborate, isn't it? Because I'm going to stay in the car with the baby. You're going to come in and say hello to the dogs. We're going to have to have somebody here helping us out at this bit. Yeah. I'm going to come in first. They can say hello to me. Hopefully Shirley won't jump up on my scar. And then once they've calmed down, Bodge will then bring Nutschke in, yeah. in the car seat. We'll have a little mosquito net over her. And we'll just, we'll just pop her down on the sofa next to us and we'll keep the dogs down on the floor and let them just go near her and have a little sniff. They might be able to go on the sofa. I think yeah. it'll be right. They're not like jumpy. They're not feral. They're not feral. <laughs> They're really calm and they've met babies and kids before yeah. and they are so good around them. Yeah. It's going to be a really exciting moment and I'm not going to be nervous at all. I think they're going to probably have a little sniff and just walk away. Surely we have to be a bit more, we'll need a bit more training because she will try and jump up. She'll try and lick the baby. I mean, what everyone has said is that there's something primal and instinctive that your dog just knows that this is a baby, you don't treat it the same way. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm hoping that's the case. Why is Bodge called Bodge, asks Joanne. So the first three letters of my surname are B-O-J, so that's why. Helen Crofts asks, what is Martin's surname and will you take it when you're married? Sadly, I will be taking his last name. <laughs> and, um... I, ki- I don't say my full surname, not for any kind of other reason than it just gives me a bit of privacy still, as he does a podcast to <laughs> tens of thousands of people every week. Um, yeah, that's literally the reason why. If we were to write it down, you wouldn't be able to pronounce it because it's not pronounced how it's spelt. And that's why I'm really excited to be called Kate. (laughs) Heather says, how's your bum grapes? Do you want to explain this for anyone who doesn't follow you? I've got piles. I got them on Christmas Day. Yummy. Do you know the worst thing is, I looked at my piles for the very first time in a magnifying mirror. Why? Why would you do that? (laughs) I didn't have any other mirrors around. I haven't seen any horror films recently. Yeah, but the thing is, the other mirror in the bathroom was on the wall. And I was either that, do a backward (laughs) handstand and then try and look that way. And I couldn't do that. I'd love to walk in and just see, (laughs) see you trying to do that. Ouch, they're painful. Everybody warned me that I would get piles during pregnancy from constipation, from pushing, and I have, and they're really sore, and I still haven't got myself any anusol. Other piles creams are available. Not an ad, not a spawn. I've just seen it once. And they could be worse, I reckon. You just need to up your fibre, don't you? You need yes. to have like silly amounts of fibre. Well, I'm on the all brand, not an ad, not a spawn. I just blimmin' love it. So this is a more serious question now. It's from Lisa. Hi, Lisa. She says, I'm still in a maybe baby relationship and want kids. My husband, however, doesn't. We've been together eight years. I'm 41 and I've had eight miscarriages, so I'm not sure if it would work anyway. We are a team and I couldn't imagine life without him. It's not worth leaving a great relationship, but the conversation is over for him that it's just me and him. What would you do? That's a hard one. First of all, Lisa, I'm so sorry to hear that you have had eight miscarriages. I can't even Mm. imagine what it must feel like to have one, let alone eight. Um, So I'm really sorry. If you didn't want kids, Bodge, I feel like we have such a great relationship that I would be happy for us to continue just us. And having dogs is the next best thing, honestly, if you haven't got a dog. They bring so much happiness and joy to your life, unconditional love every single day. Other animals are available. Of course. But I think as long as you're really happy together, if the conversation is over for him and you've tried that many times and you're not sure if it would work anyway, perhaps you just focus on what you do have instead of what you don't have and enjoy the time with your other half. I think it's it's hard. I, I mean, I, I came from the same side as her. So 
you know, waiting to see what happened with you. But I always said this to you, and I and I do believe this still. If you had decided that it wasn't for you, kids, then I think we would have stayed together because I'd rather spend the rest of my life with someone who I'm happy with than be with someone having kids and not be happy. It's quite a big gamble to turn your back on the person you love the most just because of kids. But again, it's probably different for men and women in that respect. Mm. Um, Lisa, I hope it works out for you. Yeah. What I will say is if you know you're a great team, then it sounds like you have some of the answer already. Of course. And final question, Georgia asks, how long have you been veggie, Kate? Will you go back to eating meat? Somebody else asked, will the baby be a vegetarian? So I have been a pescatarian since June the 30th, 2017. I remember the day when I decided I was going to stop eating meat. It was the day we flew to Croatia on a holiday and um, I'd already not eaten meat for quite some time. And I just decided that I, I didn't want to eat dead animals anymore. Yeah. And I try to eat as little dairy as I possibly can as well. Weirdly enough, I have craved meat during my pregnancy. Yesterday was half for you Christmas day, wasn't it? I did. I kept threatening, didn't I? Going, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a turkey sandwich. And I've never had a day as well because there's a lot of, I know so many people now who say, yeah, I'm vegan. Oh, I'm a vegan, but I eat chicken. So you're not a vegan then. It's the self-identifying thing, isn't it? It's like, for me, I I refuse to use any of the phrases. What is it? The flexitarian. Flexitarian. Please, away. (laughs) Like sometimes I'll eat meat. In general, I try not to eat too much because I think it's bad for the environment. And it's not that great for you. We, We, I don't think we're designed to eat meat with every single meal and you've really cut down since i gave it up as well yeah massively so i think personally i would want her to experience meat and eat meat from an early age but not too much and then when she's old enough to decide she can make her own decision Mm. i'm of the opposite opinion i wouldn't like her to eat um meat but we've had this conversation before and the yeah. conversations are still ongoing. It's a real tough one. For me, knowing how difficult kids can be with food, yeah, I wouldn't want her to be suffering because of choices that we made that she might not agree with. But we are lucky enough to live in a time where there are plenty of meat-free options on the table, and especially for kids as well now. So yeah, I suppose. Let's see, let's see how she is. I don't think I will ever go back to eating meat. It's just no, something I that I can't see, see myself no, doing. And with so many meat-free alternatives out there that are just as tasty, like for yesterday's Christmas dinner, I had corn chicken and leeks with garlic, white wine and chestnuts in phyllo pastry. It was, it was really good. So good. He says. It was great. It. Thank you so much. You're lucky. Uh, all right, that is it for our Christmas Q&A. We'll be back next week with Just Chill Mama, a.k.a. Rosie Davidson, a sleep expert. She's going to be telling us all we need to know about sleep training the little poop nuggets. She can maybe help me as well. Uh, in the meantime, if you enjoyed this episode, head to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, leave us a review. We might read it out next week. Like Caro Casmat, who says, Kate, I hope you carry your podcast on after you have her so we can hear how you're adjusting to life as new parents. Do you think we'll do a third series? Ooh, I think so. Well, let's Let- see how hard it is. Yeah, let's just... <laughs> Let's not promise anything. Uh, Thank you to Woggle3 as well for your lovely review and your five stars. Right, we are off to open our Christmas presents a day late. Finally. And I'm going to have a turkey sandwich. She's going to have a non-turkey Christmas sandwich. Stuffing all the veggies and cranberry sauce in bread. Yum. Delicious. Yes. Until next week, maybes. We'll see you later. See you later.